from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. How would you describe what you're hearing in your ears? Because I just want to compare it to what I'm hearing in mine. X. Nope. X. Yep. Yeah, that's what it was originally. Yeah. Can, I just can't hear it in my own ear. Can you hear me, though? No, and I'm having a hard time hearing you, too. I, it's there. It's there, but it's not as strong as normal. Well, I hope the people can you, hear me. You, can you, the people hear us? Yeah. Give it. Give okay. it. Can all the right. people? So how about now? Madison, how do we sound? You hello, guys hello. All there sound, it is. There yeah, you guys all sound there good go. over here. Oh, too much. Too hot. Went too hot. Well, what I heard at Here's the beginning. Here's what's happening. The I programming heard. is really high, and we, then our microphone line low. And yeah. I don't know why that's happening. Yeah. Gibby. We literally moved all this gear 25 minutes ago because we're inside. I will, give them, I will give them a lot of credit. They were a yeoman's effort from Gibby and Connor. They Gibby. XLR cables long, short, medium. You want it, you got it. They're underneath there. Gibby's on his knees in your general area over there getting stuff done. Stevie has not watched Eastbound and Down yet. But I will Hurtful. say, which is painful, but Hurtful. I will say that he appears to be and abs- yeah, I'm with you on that, Z. He seems to be an incredibly capable Stevie. Yes, I mean he's really he's done a nice We're job there. He's, he's done a nice job. I think he's for, on like the business side of Stevie. I think he's like he's getting an A. Yeah, feels like it. On the Stevie side of Stevie, <laughs> eh, still some work. Hey, to do. C's get degrees. They do. So I think fun. if we had to choose from a pure joy standpoint for our benefit, just us, yeah, we would rather have it be inverted i want tom fuller a plus is the stevie yeah. i don't give a i don't right. care if he helps gibby right but that's where he's that's where he's thriving yeah he's thriving in the he knows who the head honcho is right it says it on his desk it says it there so that's he's he's making sure that he's loyal to gibby and, and that's i think probably a like, smart play for him right now and i think that is you know you know we're in the dog days of training camp today the last day open to the fans tensions are running high everywhere at the cross country mortgage campus literally everywhere everywhere people are sick of seeing the same people every day no matter what their line of work is and i think what connor is doing here is he's saying look if it comes to fracases and and you know people in people's ways and yep untoward comments yep i want the big fella i got the big guy i got the big i got baba ganoush i got the baba ganoush 48 bottles breaking over your heads <laughs> no rules you want to talk about yeah. somebody no who would fight with no rules no rules none let's go that's always the thing you have to be curious about in a fight like classically trained and then like hard scrabble upbringing but then also what do you got to lose right i mean that's the other that's the other factor is you have to factor what do you have to lose and are you willing to lose it all in the fracas and so that's when you're when you're trying to score a bout or a potential bout and you're looking at betting lines of amateurs of amateurs, that's what I always look at is what do we got to lose here? I look at what do that's we have to, and who do I feel like is willing to get crazier? And the first yes. thing I start with in a fight situation is if I feel that there is one party in the fracas that would need to be vanquished permanently. I like that. In order to yep. defeat them, I'll usually go with that person. Give me that guy. Give me that guy. Give me that guy. Yeah, I think that's what that is um so there you go so yeah we're inside today we are inside, inside. today how did that process go for we you, were Gibby, we to got make the bumped call? or did we get bumped but i thought well, we were with it was ra- is it i assumed it was rain lightning and no no, 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 no. Uh, and and camp is happening 
there's just some modifications to camp and Zagura has some other obligations and Radio Row is full today. When, when you This is me, the last week of Tell this. me when I'm when when this show's going to get a priority from the two of you. Well, he's worried about BPA look, all the time. You've got engagements, other other things taking your attention. All right, I mean, first I of all, like Stevie I would do, and I are out here on an island. I would do that engagement just so you know. You know? Every day of the week. I know. But and I you wouldn't would blame me. I'm here. No, I'm you here would. fighting for the good fight you for the would. people. Giving the people what they want. <laughs> it's kind of funny to me because I remember somebody was on vacation the first week of training camp. And well, yet, here we are being grieved. <laughs> We're getting wow. some grief right here. I'm just trying to go take a late night swim and run up the stairs as I was born and have the time of my life. I'm here for this little battle royale. The nation. That's all I'm trying to do, Baco Nation. It makes me so happy what to a see human. him. Yeah. So happy to see him. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be like the bold. I'm not trying to go out there like not Black Cobra, but smirching Pearl Jam, even though taste is subjective, and at least he's forming his own opinions, but Jeez. still Wait get better ones. What happened? We're on the way back from football practice, and Corduroy comes on on one of the channels, and he goes, he goes, you know, I forget exactly what it was, but it's something along the lines of, you know, I think, I think Pearl Jam's pretty much just okay. And I said, get out of the car. Get out. Walk. Kindly leave. Pearl Jam's just okay? Just okay. I think you're just okay. That's right. And the thing is, is I don't, so I don't know, like, have they become classic rock? Is Pearl Jam classic rock now? It is now. I, I heard mean, it on uh, NCS yeah. the other day. So, That's Cleveland's classic rock. So that goes from, so classic rock is everything, like, all the way back to, like, the late 60s. And then does it stop when? When does it stop? Does it go all the way through grunge? Is that all classic rock now? Is that where we're at? I think it's is a big anything, period. Is it anything before? I've heard Here's what Jamie. I would say. Here's what I would say. Well, that I get. And I think all the hair metal makes sense to be classic rock. Here's then, what I so I don't know. When we were in the 90s, yeah. stuff from the 70s was definitely classic rock. No question. So that's 20 years. So maybe it's 20 years. Is that maybe 20 years is what makes something classic? That would take you like all the way through like Incubus. <laughs> that's good. Right? Limp Bizkit. A little Limp right. Bizkit. Great now. song. Fantastic right. song. That's, that takes you through like yeah like my way or the corn right. limp biscuit corn, yeah. all of that Twisted that's all sure that's anybody all who was at Woods, anybody who's at Woodstock is. 99 that's a different I think it's classic alt rock well see that's usually what it is if you have I don't think one it's of pure the, rock yeah like it'd be like yeah a, a alt is probably what it would be alternative but I don't know I maybe that's all classic now we talked about this. Like one of the beautiful things of music now, though, is that it's really timeless because the kids have no idea when it comes out. They're not buying a disc. They're not buying a tape. No. They're just saying, play this. They don't have to go get it on vinyl, brother. These little kids of mine, they're out there. Oh, my God. What the hell is the song? The guy is so annoying. Uh, Pitbull. Dial it. There's, a, there's Dial it. a song that he does with Kesha from like 10 years ago that they've heard for the first time. Timber. It, Timber. It's going down. Yeah. They're like, oh, dude, have you heard this? This is so great. This is so great. I'm like, it sucked a decade ago. It sucks now. Still sucks. Do not play it in the vehicle. It was overplayed by about a billion percent. Correct. It was every 90 minutes. Yeah. And maybe an hour 15 if they could push it. Yeah. So they're discovering. I'm like, this is 10 years old, you bozos. This isn't new. This is not new. Not new. But you're going (laughs) to besmirch Pearl Jam? Yeah. I, I don't know. Feel... Like, if you want to introduce a kid to Pearl Jam, what do you play? Like, what would be what you would play to make him go, oh, yeah, this is, now I got it. Better Man? Yeah. Probably. Better Man. I, as a kid, just because it was the one that made it onto video, Jeremy, 
Love, J- sure. Black. Yeah. If you go way back, I mean, you got a little bit of that. Uh, yield was great start to finish. That whole thing's good. I just think that particular Daughter. sound. Daughter, yeah. That particular sound is not one that would resonate with kids of today. No, there's an angst to it. And there's not. that's not a sound that they're hearing. It's a good point. I don't know that. And that's why I wonder if it's kind of its own group grouping. I think it is. That's why because I said it's alt rock. But yeah. it's, it's, it's right. It's more on the fringe of grunge. Or was that even considered grunge no, that at was the grunge. time? It yeah, was that grunge. Was them, Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. yeah. All from Soundgarden, the Pacific Northwest. All from Seattle. Yeah. Or most of them. Nine Inch Nails. Like that was sure. all. And Nine Inch Nails even all to that me. stuff was all. Got, was more hardcore. Probably. Yeah. But that was all kind of that For sound. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Then there's some knockoffs. Creed. It's a great question. Creed. What defines classic Can rock? Can you take me? That's a great. The funny thing is, uh, I'm we a content would, machine, Gibby. We I'm all would here. define classic Five rock. Five hours a day, allegedly. I think how you define classic rock depends on how old you are, quite frankly. To us, classic rock is, is 60s, 70s. Zeppelin, sure. Floyd, all that. Yeah. The Doors. Yep. Even early, like Aerosmith sure. would be classic yeah, yeah, rock. Yeah. yeah. But then for The them, Animals. Ooh, love the Animals. Oh, there you go. See? A little House of the Rising Sun. Are you kidding me? That's a great song. Great song. Turns out it's Jeremy Shapp's go-to karaoke song, which I found out from watching 30 Seconds of the Best Two Minutes of Your Life with Joe Thomas with Gibe yesterday. I would it just popped up in my feed. I don't know where so it random. came from. But... It, did you see him performing <laughs> A it? Descent of Luminaries, apparently. There's a I mean, lot of placards. Boy. Um, Some real yeah, we'll touring to going on later. here in the yeah. facility. Yeah. Did you guys see Shapp sing it? Yes. Yes. Very quickly. He Joe just... made him sing it. He just really? hit the beginning. He just hit the, there is a house wow. in New Orleans. I'll be danged. There you go. It's there was a time when you, if you were on a college campus and Jeremy Schapp showed up, and it happened on two different places that I covered it, that if he showed up, you were about to be in trouble. Someone was being investigated for something. You're going on probation soon, man. If he showed up, somebody's going on probation. Somebody bent the rules. Um, but, yes, yeah, so we have that. Um, so what is it, is it? So we we were thrown out because somebody else needed our space. Look, it, like, so we're right. us. That's we, right. We were all set. Our radio room has a lot of things going. Since on. Since we're today. babies, you know me. We got we got <laughs> some we got tapings going on. There's a lot of things. So I said, all right, I'll move us over to the Browns live tent. Uh, I I believe uh, we're doing some things in that tent around three o'clock. Okay, or, you know, perfect. We'll get out at 253. Everybody knows the rules. Yeah. Go ahead. We'll be great. Everything will be great. I'm outside. It starts raining. <laughs> Actually, quite the downpour at 1215. And I get a call from Drew, Captain Drew. Yeah. And Drew says, hey, FYI, some things are moving around with practice today, and we're going to need to go live at 230. Oh, God. And now oh, that baby. leaves me oh, out in the cold. Come on. Now. That being said, we're going to need to go live. We'll be, are we? Oh, are they? Are we even actually live, though? Oh, are they? It's live if you believe it is. Well, one of the days is coming up as live. I don't know if it's today. I'm guessing it'll be a joint practice day. So, and I would say this, joint practices, there may be some special privileges granted to this program. We are us. So, I'm happy. This is the last day of training camp for everybody else and uh we continue to march on do you guys feel sometimes like and i missed the first week because i was on holiday do you feel sometimes really? that um that 
<laughs> At least that changed. We were able to get off that discussion where you're besmirching us really quickly. You're like, yeah, well, okay, all right, fine. Not that I shouldn't take vacation. Of course, didn't it you feel like? Didn't it feel like like this camp? Like you spent a year, one three weeks at this camp? Yeah, it was like being in Jacksonville. But I'm also one hundred percent. It's funny because the crazy part about it is like Jacksonville almost feels like other than the game itself didn't happen after it was over yeah but going through it was very long and i feel like that camp as well i feel like oh my, i can't believe we're done with fans at camp yeah it's i'm over. actually kind of stunned by that yeah yeah it was both long and quick yeah yeah time man yeah time's crazy time's and on your i side. think and i think as you get i don't know if it is i think as you get older and as probably isn't yeah. time just seems more bizarre that your perspective of time how long things have been how quick things go by is wild years disappear and yet months can seem like eternities there is something about this occupation too that is so seasonal yep that they stack you know we we, you and i talked about this before like from the when you do when you do this gig like i i always do this with the kids tell the blonde like hey look i'll see you in january like that's kind of you're kind of in a bunker until you're out of it and the thing that's you know kind of you know quite frankly this is an amazingly fun job and all of those things but there really isn't we didn't have an off season you didn't because you go season is now a week longer. You have a little bit. If you don't make a postseason run, you got a little bit of time in January, but then February, you got combine. Then you got free agency in April. Then you got draft in May. And then you got mini camp. Like where's the window. And so you churn and here we go. We're yeah. going to blink and we're going to be in December going five games left. You know, Do you think that's we'll, happening. Will we have a decision from the NFL by then? No, no, no. They're, they're in no hurry. You stop with your horrible demands. They're Here's no the thing. And and, like and it's just because it's out there and it's, listen, we are talking about the Browns. It's out there. I just want to ask you one question about it. I please, don't want to get to please. a deep discussion yeah. about it. Number one, that's supposed to be expedited. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only thing that is giving me any modicum of hope. Okay. Is that if he was just rubber stamping exactly what the, what the NFL wanted, why wouldn't it be done already? Well, unless you're trying to prevent the perception of that. So just waiting longer just and then doing the it makes of, it feel well. Then you could say that he had a real process that I really looked over all this. That would be the cynical okay. way of looking all at right. it. The glass is half full way of looking at it would be how Jim Donovan looked at it yesterday on the show after you had left. He joined, and and he said he felt like there almost has to be some sort of settlement conversations taking place. That 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 would lead him to believe that. I have heard that as well. So that would be your, I suppose that would be your best case now at this point um if we're to be believed that the nfl all along has wanted it to be an entire year and then an ability to reapply for reinstatement or apply for reinstatement if you if you believe that that was always their minimum requirement then any sort of settlement settlement would seem to come in at less than that but obviously deshaun is not negotiating now from the position of relative power that he was before all of this happened no um and maybe we all should have known how this process was going to play out and maybe that would have been the wiser play knowing that the nfl had final approval on how they were they were always going to let it be whatever they wanted it to be you know it's interesting from a penalty standpoint totally totally i read something that amy trask the uh, i did too uh, had said about this and it actually in light of as we are because it's affecting our player and our situation bemoaning what's in the cba and that the nflpa would allow the nfl to have this authority and the point she made was like look they made gains all over the cba and this was a gain right that there would go to an independent person and that the only 
people that would be impacted by this right now, there's only one in the entire league and it Mm -hmm. just so happens to be Cleveland Brown and Deshaun Watson, but the number of people who'd be impacted by an appeal that they felt necessary to go to the mat to appeal a federal judge's ruling is going to be so small that it really doesn't apply to 99% of the people in the NFL PA. Correct. I saw her tweet that. And she's right. I didn't like it. I was like, you know what? You're right. I don't like it, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, we've been pretty candid about, about this entire process, but I, I think one thing that we've been pretty direct on is that, it, I always have to feel like you got to remind people like we're talking about it because it's us, but this very easily could have been the other three teams that were in the final four. They would all be in the same situation that the Browns are in both in terms of the contract they gave him and in terms of the situation they're in. And if any of the other 13, he would have deemed willing to go down this road for him that inquired about Watson, they would all be in the same spot too. So this yes. just goes back to, you know, my really real belief that there was a way to avoid all of this from an NFL perspective b- before he was even traded. And then once he was traded, you could have expedited all of that. That could have taken place in May. There is no good reason that as we sit here on now, what, August 16th? That's right. Some 50 days since Sue right. Robinson first heard this. That's right. That we still don't know what's going to happen. That's no, insane. It's ridiculous. That, that it has been, been sorted. Whatever long, it is, it is. But it's been handled so poorly at this point that it's it's yep. become such a – by the way, shout out to Previtz. He said he's uh, – What's he doing? He's in the facility. just came out to listen to our merriment. And I'm sorry that part wasn't so merry. Well, the beginning was fun. The beginning was a great time. Got, yeah. got everything you want there. Yeah. Um, we did we, – we saw a couple of things from an injury standpoint. We terminate the contract of defensive tackle Sheldon Day. And that's a bummer to me. You yeah. look at our room, right? You look at that defensive tackle room. Guess who was the all-time leader in career games played and in sacks? It was Sheldon Day. Now, he hasn't been able to be on the field because of the back injury, but I know that Chris Kiffin and I talked to him prior to that game in Jacksonville. They were hoping to get him back this week, and he loves Sheldon Day. I mean, he was with Sheldon Day in San Francisco on mm-hmm. the team. Sheldon Day actually started in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. So I, that's it's a surprise. I know we've got to get down to 85 today. Um I'm surprised that she see Sheldon go. Maybe he had a setback with that injury. Um, they, so they've terminated his contract. And then Elijah Nkansa got waived today, uh, with, or at least with an injury settlement, um, and he was at one of the backup tackles. And our offensive line, we've got so many guys in there now. Fortunately, we've lost Nick Harris. Yep. Although it has not officially been placed on injured reserve yet. Yeah. So maybe there's a, a sliver of hope there. I, that's not scores. That's I, I just yeah. It hasn't procedurally happened yet. Uh, and then Dawson Deaton, our seventh round pick, also a center, um, who was two time second team All Big Twelve at Texas Tech, went down yesterday with an ACL. I imagine he'll be placed on our. That'll be one of those spots as well to get us down to the 85. We have to be down to today. All right, so there's where you where you sit at that point as you get down to 85. Uh, we'll have some more takeaways from yesterday's practice. Coach Stefanski coming up in about 10 minutes from now. We're off and running here on a Tuesday edition. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority gives you that bathroom of your dreams. You can transform your current bathroom into a custom bath for that spa-like feel. We'll do it for you in about a day. 
They can make a reality for you for a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler. Expert factory trained installers. Give them a call now. 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That's 216-220-8399. Or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. Largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in America. Very simply, superior products. Expert installers at thebathauthority.com. 216-220-8399. Or go to thebathauthority.com for more for 500 bucks off. And we have... As it were, as it were, some injury updates. <laughs> well, the 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 sliver of hope is gone. Both Nick Harris and Dawson Deaton have been placed on injured reserve today with their knee injuries. That puts the Browns at the required eighty-five. They must have been down already due to a guy due to because he made two moves today. So it must have been at eighty-nine. Two moves today. Oh, and Jakeem Grant. Jakeem, Jakeem Grant. Yeah. And we waived Derek Dillon yesterday as well. Um, so Brown's at the 85 that they need to be at. Also, Cade York has earned the 2022 Maurice Bassett Award, giving to the most outstanding rookie at training camp voted on by local media. And I hope that wasn't a heated voted meeting. I hope they were able to uh, stay civil, guys. Stay, you get right through that. Be friendly. What do you think, Gibby? You know, what are you eating over there? What's your snack today? What's the snack? It helps if your if mic's you had, on. If you had a red light, you'd know if you were on or not. Look at him just hitting buttons. What is... You're on now. Yeah, yeah, give me. I think this pork thing's pretty good. I'm eating. What'd you get? A pork, some sort of a pork chop. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Did it's you like get a, one of those? Z? little pork chop. I didn't do. I didn't go with the pork chop today. Yeah, it's a nice little sear on it. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. By the way, Gibby, what do you have to say to uh, enough from the clown who gets the gets us award of the day? He said, yep. Gibby, how does the radio show of the Browns get thrown out of Browns training camp? The best part of Browns Daily is the show itself. Yep, that's right. Gets us. Hashtag gets us. Well, good Sorry, news will be the only game in town out there on Thursday. Oh, my Ooh, God. You don't baby. want to tell. Well, then others get wind of that. They're going to ask. Well, this uh, isn't. Uh, uh, no, it's already been. Keep our exclusives uh, to ourselves, Gibby. We just paratroop in. That's no, right. Because Listen. We, we, Radio Rose going to Philadelphia media. We're going to share the room with the coach's press conference. Listen, we have got to maintain secrecy. you got to think of this like Normandy. Not like me, you didn't. Man. The Allied invasion, you weren't saying, hey, we're coming in the middle of the night. You just showed up. That's what we do here, right? Yes. And that's, you know, the Germans did that when they bombed Pearl Harbor. Like, come on. Come on, give it. And it wasn't over. I am well-versed in my history. Don't telegraph. It wasn't over when that happened. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. Well-versed. We're almost to the point with that bit, though, that there's probably so few people who have seen Animal House that they don't get the bit. Hold on. There's two or three that haven't. Because I will get a tweet here. No, that's what I just said. I said that has become become, me too. But it's it's so that movie is now so old that it's not even you know. I there's probably a bunch of people who don't ask him. Well, he's outside getting us ready for Kevin. He's not here. All right. Oh, sad. All right. So there you have it. Getting down to the eighty-five. What are you um, from an offensive line standpoint? Now that you have two injuries in a week, where are we? Who, who's next center who's in the middle backing up i love it give me a little bit all of right. it let me know where we are on all this pal so here is where we are as it stands right now for the cleveland browns ethan posick is now your starting center and he was a former second round pick of the seattle seahawks out of lsu he started 40 mm-hmm. career games so he's a guy with experience and he will be your starting center Backing him up, I think there are going to be a number of people who get an opportunity as this camp unfolds. Because remember, you're going to need somebody now who is probably, you don't have another what I would call a pure center on the roster. So you are going to look and see, okay, 
can we get one of these guys that we had as one of our guards to do it, or multiple ones? And so here, let me give you some candidates. Yep. Candidates that I think are likely to make this football team who can also play center and have done it for the Browns at times. Candidate number one would be Blake Hance. Yep. Candidate number two, Michael Dunn. Candidate number three, Yelda Froholt. It's a great name. It is a great name. And as I'm watching some of practice right now, it, Yelda Froholt is, in fact, getting some of these reps as the second team center. And so uh, you got Deaton with the starters and then Yelda Froholt, as I mentioned, Dunn Hanson. Then the other guy is Brock Hoffman, who's a, a rookie, an undrafted rookie out of Virginia Tech. My guess is probably it's a long shot for him, but... I mean, he's listed on our website as a pure center. So is that uh, is that something that helps him? Perhaps. Well, and both Hans and Dunn were thrown into the fire in the biggest spots and were ready to go. So you still feel good. I mean, you, as much as your heart breaks for Nick, you still feel good about where you are in the middle of your offensive line. No doubt. And the guy that, as I mentioned when I went through those three, the other one is Yelda Froholt. And so he's been getting a lot of the work as that second center right now. All of these guys have gotten some, but Froholt's been getting a little bit more. Former fourth-round pick of the Patriots, been with us for a while uh, in our program. They like him. So that's something to keep an eye on. And we'll see today, you know, because yesterday they went through practice and they had a very long team period, a 21-play team period that was exclusively Brissett, and Watson, Brissett working with the starters, Watson working with the second team, uh, and it was Yelda Froholt who was that second team center with Hans and Dunn as the guards on either side of him. Well, there you go. So that's a little bit of how that, that'll work out. It's really incredible the amount of depth that we have on that offensive line now that everybody's, and even with the loss of two guys in a week, you still feel very good about where you are in the middle. Uh, you got Hub back on the outside. You know, you got Hudson coming along. And so you've got you you feel pretty good about where you are on the offensive line despite the injury. So there's a ton yes. of depth there, but you know obviously we wouldn't want any more. Uh, Coach Stefanski approaching the podium now. Let's go down uh, to the field where Coach Stefanski will have his availability. Okay, last day of having fans out here, and uh, you know the support has been unbelievable, which really shouldn't be surprised uh, from our fans. I think uh, every single day, just having so many families out here, so many kids out here, I think has been outstanding. Uh, you know, Northeast Ohio, they love their brownies, and, and we feel it when we're out here. So I just want to say a special thank you to all the fans that came out today, the last couple of weeks, whatever it has been. Um, definitely appreciate their support. And with that, I'll take any questions. What's the extent of Nick's uh, knee injury in terms of what did the MRI show? Uh, I, I'm not a doctor, so I shouldn't even – I'm not entirely sure. Have you talked to him since the injury? I mean, yeah. How's he yeah, he's in there now. I've spoken to him uh, every day. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's hard when you're hurt. It's no fun. It's terrible. Uh, everybody hates it. Um, but he's a positive person. He, he will get through this, and, and uh, we'll help him get through it. Did you lose to Austin Deaton yesterday? I know you love getting roster questions, but um, that's two interior offensive linemen that you've lost. Is, is that something that you guys feel you're going to need to shore up, or are you still comfortable? I, I think. Yeah, I think we work through all those things, Daryl. Uh, you know, again, see Dawson go down, really uh, unfortunate how it happened. Um, uh, feel for him uh, as well. Uh, but with, with all those things, we got to just work through it. Kevin, how has uh, Schwartz responded to his game Friday out here on the practice field? But what would you like to see happen positive for him in the two, two days of practice? Yeah, he's done a, a great job, Tony, uh, out here. He's... Uh, a very accountable 
to his, himself and his teammates. Uh, so he's excited to get back to work. But uh, I, I think the big thing for any of us when, when we, you know, drop a pass, uh, make make a bad call, uh, whatever it is, you got to move on. You, you got you can't dwell on those type of things. I think he's done a nice job moving on because uh, that, that's part of being a receiver is moving past those plays. He wasn't able to play in the Giants practices a year ago. I mean, would this be a great time for the light to come on to him against the Eagles? I wouldn't characterize it that way, Tony. I just think he needs to get to work like all of his other teammates. He needs to get out here and, and get some really good work in uh, like we've talked about since the beginning. We saw Hartley going yesterday. He'll be back out today. He will. Okay. Now, how about Isaiah Thomas? Yeah, the hand's going to keep him out for a few days. Will the get in the team, or are you going to wait until you see him through individuals? Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, he, he responded great yesterday, so we'll see how it goes today. I heard. Is that a first? Yeah, it is. Just your thoughts on him. Yeah, I think I go back, Mary Kay, to the spring. He, he came in and, and kicked really well in the spring. I think he works hard at his craft. Uh, and, and that's really the big part for me with all these rookies, but, you know, Kate in particular is, is working hard every single day and kick where he's working on his body or he's watching tape and, and those type of things. And, and just understand that all these rookies, while they may flash here and earn that distinction, uh, they got to continue to work. It takes, sometimes it takes a while for a new kicker to instill confidence in his coach. It seems like he's working at it with you. Do you need to see regular season games before you can so you have ultimate well, I think, to your point, Tony, I think all of our players have to have my trust. They have to trust me. I have to trust them. Uh, so they earn that on the practice field. They earn that in the games. Uh, but that's something that, that really is, is continual um, throughout the season. We spoke with Harrison Bryant today. Just from your perspective, where have you seen growth in his game? I know size is something you, just, you can't teach. Mm -hmm. But uh, what growth have you seen from him? And you know, what's the next step or level for his game? Yeah, uh, I mean, physical growth, I think since his rookie year, I think he's put on a lot of good weight. He's got stronger, um, has always had a very, very good understanding of this scheme and what, how to get open and those type of things. So uh, I'm looking forward to him having more opportunities this season. Uh, you can always tell when quarterbacks like throwing to a guy that that means something. The quarterbacks like throwing to Harrison, uh, and that goes for a lot of guys. But in particular, 88, they're, they're comfortable throwing to him. Nick Ed surgery No. Do you know if it's Tyler or ACL? I don't. I don't know. Kevin, I know the game's still a little off. We still have a joint practice, but potentially playing Deshaun, is that a tough decision when there's some starters maybe out there and some not, or it's still too far off? I'd say too, just too far off. Is Miles back yet? He's not back yet. And is there any concern about any of that? No. If he happens to... Yeah, I'll deal with it. As you can imagine, Mary Kay, deal with anything with our players day to day, but uh, he'll be back when he's back. Kevin, I'll obviously learn more about the two with the Bengals and the Eagles but at this point in camp, what are you most happy with and what area or areas still need the most I don't know how many coaches that are happy in training camp. Uh, I would just, I think we have. We're through installation, meaning we have put in a lot of our core plays. Uh, now's the time where, as you get into the preseason, 
you practice versus the Eagles. Now's the time where you hope that the scheme uh, is mastered by the players and then that the skill, the fundamentals, the techniques continue to get better because uh, I know it's cliche, I know it's coach speak, but you, you, sh- you show up on that first game and, and typically the teams that, that is playing with better technique has a good chance to win, particularly in the trenches. Uh, so we're looking for our skills to continue to, to develop. So the structure of the joint practices be the same as it was last year? Very similar. Yeah. And, and how much, we talked about this last year, how much do you stress <clears throat> don't fight these guys? Yeah, well, you know, I haven't talked to the team about that just yet, Scott. Uh, Listen, we did it last year. Um, there's ways to practice real hard and compete and, and not waste time. Last year, uh, it seemed the joint practices is where Greg Newsom just took hold of that job, uh, as I recall. So is there an opportunity for greater emphasis on those two days where a guy can catapult his way and secure something based on those two games? Uh, yeah, good, that's a good question. I think they're, they're two really solid work days. So there's going to be lots of volume there and, and opportunity for guys to, you know, take that leap, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a chance of that. It, it, and then it's always, you know, our, our offense has seen our defense for three weeks and has seen certain coverages, certain pressures, et cetera. On the flip side, our defense has seen a lot of the same plays over and over and over again. So it does give you an opportunity to run your plays versus another scheme that maybe doesn't know that it's coming uh, so you get to see the guys maybe uh, be in position to succeed a little bit more so uh, when the defense and the offense have gotten to know each other so well could you refresh our memory on what your relationship with Siri and his uh, yeah I know Nick just over the years uh, was a, Nick was you know a wide receiver coach a, a quarterback coach just over the years uh, hanging out at the combine those type of things but I don't have a, a past with Nick any update on uh, Greg or timeline when Greg I don't have an update. No. Pretty good. Okay. Thanks, guys. Well, there's one big thing in there that is, you know, starting to stack a little bit, and and we will get into that coming up next because there's, you know, there's a lot of questions in there, but the, but the one concerning Miles, as you're talking about a couple of practices in a row and no end in sight, uh, deserves a little bit of a conversation. So we'll get that uh, coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Bo here for my friends at Renew Home Exteriors. Upgrade that look of your home with new siding from Renew Home Exteriors. They're my guys. You see $1,500 off and free insulation wrap with 0% interest for qualified buyers. In addition, Renew Home Exteriors will meet or beat competitors' estimates by up to 10% and pay you $100. You can hear from their customers like Blake, who says, Renew did an excellent job with my roof and siding. Very professional crew. Good rates. Showed up on time. I couldn't be more pleased. Would do repeat business with them in a heartbeat. Beautify your home with premium siding and roofing products at lower prices with Renew Home Exteriors. Visit RenewEstimate.com. So kind of the, the big headliner there was um, Coach Stefanski in addressing Miles saying um, he's he'll be back when he's back. 
Um, he's excused from the team for personal reasons. Sometimes you take those things at face value, and, and maybe that's the case here. Who knows? Um, but still, three days without Miles is noteworthy. He's one of the ten best players in the league. It is noteworthy. I don't think it's cause for alarm. I think it is. You know, when sometimes when you say personal matters, you want to keep is. that personal for the individual. And and I expect Miles Garrett will be back uh, as soon as he can be, and whatever that is, we'll welcome him back. It'll be it'll be great. I hope he's able to come back for the work against the Eagles. I think that'd be great work against offensive tackles that are not wearing you know brown and orange. I don't know how much we will see him in the preseason, if at all. Quite frankly, I don't think there's any. I don't. I don't need to see him. I know what he's quite capable of. So it'd be nice to be able to see him get some work against the Eagles. So hopefully, whatever it is resolves itself by then in a positive way for Miles, and he is comfortable returning uh, to the Browns. Do you think um, now that we're in our second year of the 17-game season, do you think that that first preseason game is the one you're most likely to see starters or some starters, and that I, it dissipates going forward? I think you will in the third. I think what what you're going to see now. Oh, interesting. Is, you think it'll go? It'll come all the way back to the third then, because you have the extended time. Because you have two weeks off, so I think that's where you'll get a little bit. I think. Any time, and so far this has been the case, any time that there's been a joint practice mm -hmm. leading to a preseason game, you'll see nobody. Nothing, yeah. And, so, and like I, Sunday. And I kind of think that might be the wave of the future is that you try, and some teams have done, will do two series of joint practices. And I think that that's kind of where it's going to go. You'll get two series of joint practices, that, that you'll play nobody in those games, and then maybe in the last game you will then have you know, kind of your dress rehearsal because you want to go through – your operation of coming out of the tunnel, doing, you know, all the things that you would do in a normal game and getting that feel and then getting out of there. I, I just think the preseason in general is one of those very, very difficult things, you know, in terms of how do you, what is the best way to go about it? And I actually had a, a great opportunity yesterday, spent some time with Ozzie Newsom, general manager, very successful one of the Baltimore Ravens, unfortunately too successful in that role, but a great tight end yeah. for the Browns as well. And we were talking about just that. And he said, there is no right answer. And he goes, you know, look at us last year. You know, J.K. Dobbins, they wanted to get him one more play at running back. He ends up taking a, a pass out into the flat and tears his ACL in a game that wasn't meaningful. But uh, do guys get hurt early in the seasons that, you know, they – where, for example, they didn't get any physicality. They didn't get any contact. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing that I was heard, oh, you know, our camp isn't physical enough. Our guy, you know, we were bottom half of the league and missed tackles in week one. So our tackling, which would be the area you think it would show up the most, we had seven in the game. The Lions, by the way, who have had an insane camp, they had five. So, yeah, they were a little bit better. The Eagles, who we played this week, had eight. Mm -hmm. I think it's the preseason just in general is a difficult thing to figure out. It's the most subjective of processes. You have to do what's for your team and for you as a personality if you're the coach. That's what it is. McVay doesn't yeah. want to see any of his guys. Well, they won the Super Bowl, right? Won the Super Bowl. But that, it, that's, so that works for him. If you're Dan Campbell, this works for you. Now, he's going to have to win at some point, or then guys are going to start saying, well, wait, what are we doing here? Because you could be that guy. You can be, you can ha you can take that approach, but you got to win with it too. Parcells was that way, Belichick's that way, but they win. Yep. So you'll do it because this is oh, this works, right? So you have to. It's like in anything in life, like the great advice to Stevie: be honest to yourself. That's right. You do you. Whatever feels right to you, that's what you do, and it works. There's no there's no path for this. It's no. not the old. The NFL used to be, and football in general was was a very groupthink sport. Yeah. There was one way. 
This is how we're going to play the run. This is how we're going to play the pass. We're going to run it this way. We're going to throw it this way. Well, this is training camp. This is what we do. We work everybody's, you know, to the bone across the board, put them through hell, hit, 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 all of this stuff, all the stuff that we all did even as youth playing football. Heck, it still happens now in youth football. All of those things that were just like, well, this is what we did. It's a pancake breakfast. It's once a month. This is what we do. We do. Yeah. So that's, but now people are like, wait, let's rethink this a little bit. Is this the smartest way to do it? Right. Right. And so everybody has their own process. And that's exactly right. And I think as long as you are true to your process and you have a good thought out rationale for your process that people buy into, that's all that matters. Does your team buy into your process? And if the answer to that is yes, then there are probably a lot of different processes that can lead to the ultimate outcome, which is, you know, winning Super Bowl. And and by the way, other than avoiding injury or other than getting some good reps, I don't think that there's anybody who would say what they did in the preseason has anything to do with how they're no. performing in week 14 or 15. Now, there could be people who say, well, it affected week one. We've tried everything here. We haven't won in week one in quite some time. Yeah. The best we've done while I've been here is a tie, if I'm not mistaken, Gibbe. Yeah, the tie in week one, we tied against, against the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Steelers here. Should have won. Denzel's first game. He had the yeah, two we picks, won. two interceptions. Joe the show, show in overtime. Yeah, show, by the way, signed with the Denver, Bron- the Denver Broncos. Signed with them. Yes, I um, saw that. Yeah. So, look, it, it's about the ultimate outcomes, and people are going to sign a lot of different things to what those ultimate outcomes are. I think – you and I, while we thrive, we're idea men, we thrive on enthusiasm. We're also, I think, it's hard to not be risk averse in a meaningless game. Absolutely. I mean, if you are a team, like let's let's use Pittsburgh for example. Okay. They've got th- three quarterbacks that they're trying to sort out. Sure. It you- feels like it's it feels like it's Trubisky, but I mean, Pickett had a nice start, and despite an an, an even start to camp, like. They have. They really have to sort that through. Yes, so that, and they want to see the snaps with that, you know. And this, anytime you have that scenario, or like, if you have rookie quarterbacks or second year quarterbacks, you want reps, guys who've coming off of injury. What does it look like if you're Carolina? It seems like Bake's going to win that job. It seems like he's run away with it now. But if if you're Carolina and you're trying to see him versus Darnold, Corral, seeing where he is underneath it, there's big value for that for us. The way we are now and is currently constructed, and we were like this. We've been this like this the last couple of years, like kind of are what we are like you kind of yeah. just want to bubble wrap and get there and play I, I think you're exactly right but don't where is the happy medium with getting enough reps so that you feel like you're coming out of the gates ready to play four full quarters in week one here's what i would say is and you're going to say I know, and good job by you by the way to say the four full quarters part of it but i mean we came out of the gates perfectly fine against the kansas city chiefs who were considered one of the elites in fact we were yeah. stomping them and that's why he'll say four full quarters. But it was kind of a fluke thing that really turned that game in yeah. terms of the Scottish Amber dropping the snap on a punt. That's a that's yep. a fluke thing. Nick Chubb rarely fumbles. He fumbled. Yeah, they got a broken play touchdown. That's what they do with Tyreek Hill and, mm-hmm. and Mahomes. And, you know, Bake throws an interception to end the game. But we were ready to play in every respect. We were ready to play. Now, you could make the case that our defense with so many new pieces – you know, when the communication that needed to happen on the back end was not necessarily ready to play. And we had so many injuries early in the year at the cornerback position. Yes. So you could say that I think that's a valid thing that you could say, well, maybe if they had played more, sure. 
This year, you don't have those communication issues on the back end. You're returning four of your top five corners, and you've added MJ Emerson, who's already made quite a splash. You're returning your top three safeties from a year ago, and you've got some guys who are making plays for you as well, and, and not just you know Rich LeCount coming back, but also uh, in looking at Brett Hundley cut by the Ravens, by the way. For a second, I thought that was the other guy, but that's Tyler Huntley who played so well for them last year. Brett Hundley was the one out of UCLA. Hundley's the one out of UCLA who Green Bay drafted relatively high. Yeah. 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 Wasn't that the one that angered, that started the whole Aaron Rodgers? No, no, that's Jordan Love. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, Jordan Love. Yeah. Um, So, this is a totally different team to your point in terms of same system, same coaches, same guys. They are, I think they will be ready to play early in the season and so that is not something that I have a great deal of concern about I'm more concerned about being healthy and we've already had yeah we've already lost our starting center yeah. we've already lost and now this happened in practice and you can't control those things no but we lost our return man so we lost a guy that we expected to be you know the quarterback two of our starters offensive line two starters so far out of your top we'll call it 25 right 11 on offense 11 on d and three specialists we've lost two out of our 25 the other thing that that i you know for us that's unique was and and i feel better about it now but you know you got to get jacoby Brissett ready to play that style of ball right 100%. like that's him what is this this offense is different with him than deshaun you know deshaun was doing most of the one reps up until this weekend and now you've got this time and jacoby's a pro but now he's got to get going like now it's his time to get going a little bit and and start to prepare for what minimum is going to be six and what is more likely going to be much much longer than that. By the way, as you were describing the that game against Kansas City to open the season, if you would have told me that that was eight years ago, I would have said, yeah, that seems like about eight years ago. <laughs> and that was last year. That was last year. Life comes at you fast, Coach. Really, really quickly. Yeah, very really very quickly. quickly. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. We will go around the league coming up next. Get you set for uh, this final training camp practice as well. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling family owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer, as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit rumpke.com to learn more. Um, Gibby, we, we want to do the around the league at 11. At, we didn't even discuss this. We had so much going on in the break. We'll do around the league at 220. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, yeah, we can. And do then that we'll we'll get you set yeah, for the final I training figured, camp. Is like, that where you're at? Let's keep Listen to Stump around till he's got other obligations. Here I am, baby. Well, I mean, you're here for another twenty minutes. What I, I like to do in these scenarios where there's like hard outs for him is I like to blow through the hard out. Blow I, through. I'm those. totally fine with the two twenty-five. Like, you know what's funny about this is it's the not last choice. First of all, hold on. The last time that when he there he was like, "It's time for you to go." What did I say? I'm good. I'm staying. I'm finishing CBD. That's right. And what did he say? He wanted you to go. Adamant. Right. And so now he's go. playing it the other way. Classic Gibby. That's well, classic Gibby. Yeah, hold on. What? The first time. What? I'm helping out our good friends 
uh, on the video side of things. They are my friends. They are our friends. They're very good people. They're very good at what they do. I'm trying to give them as much assistance as possible. Today, we've been bumped to three different locations, and I don't care about anybody. So what's amazing, though, is yet Which you I think somehow— I'm, I think I'm in the right on. Whatever the rationale for your behavior is, you're still opposed to me. <laughs> That's the hard part for me to get my head around. It's still an anti Nathan Zagura stance. Wrap your head around it, 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 it how, may long, be, how long have we been working together? There may be a, a, a multitude of reasons, a plethora. Shame on you. A veritable plethora of reasons, yeah. but the outcome is yet it's still all the, the same. same. It's still anti Z and anti CBD. Totally. Yes. Although I feel That's like that is wrong. You, it is. Hold on. Can I point out some? This your is actually team fun. BPA first, team video no. second. Here's what's crazy. I have not. I've asked you to do one BPA this training camp. One. You're welcome. And I Who's did it. Doing Thank those? you. Me. Solo? solo? Yeah. What? He doesn't I'm like doing it my anymore. Two-minute drill. He doesn't like it solo anymore. But when it was the Ibs boys, he lo- he was all BPA. But now that Gribbs has moved on to bigger things, he, now he doesn't even yeah. care about the BPA. So was it really just your love of Gribbs that fueled you? So basically, just the way that I feel about the rankings is was something that you were so excited. Gribbs, and then us. Grips the rank, way, ahead. way up, yeah, and then now down. that it's like, it's like a Commander Heatherly called no joy, called no joy, called no joy. So and you're now B- the BPA, no, no, you're BP and a BP BPAing it right now. solo. That's right. Yeah, like occasional, I'll have Gerard like, on. How long do you go? I, it's literally anywhere between five minutes and fifteen. I play the cuts of the day, top sound bites of the day. Nice, nice. Because it's stuff that we don't get to. Uh, on what about show. what about Poisel? I, I give you a little recap. I, it, I I try to do my best Zagura two minute drill. Beautiful. What about Poisel? Uh, I have not had Poisel. There's a P in BPA. Just saying. There is. And an A, Anthony. I like. I'm gonna go Poisel. Poisel. Yeah. <laughs> See if he likes it. I don't it. think that is correct either. Well. I like like I like a poison. Really, really. Yeah, like yeah. A Pete that's not Roselle. bad. That's not bad. That's very good. Hey, what you were down in Canton, right? You were down there I yesterday was. for an event. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the place? Is that the first time you'd been since what a year ago? Yeah, they've come a long ways. They got a lot going on down there. It was cool, uh, and I was in a con- like a in the conference center. Yeah. Which I had never been in before. And uh, is that in the main hall? So if you come in the main doors and you go to your right. Yep. And go through those exhibits to your right, even more right, and then you get over there. And it's that building that sticks out to the right of the yes. that main okay. entrance. So, so if you go directly to your right, though, you go through, like, the team shop. Yes. So you got to go You got to go upstairs, right, or up and no, down? No, 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 no. If the team shop would be – the team shop would have been – if I. so if you come in, you go right, you go down, and there's, like, the Sunday Night Football exhibit. There are oh, some yeah, of yeah, the yeah. guys who Black just co- got the in. The Black Black Football Hall of Fame is yes, in there. right. Yeah. So you walk yeah. through that room and through, and then that's where you get okay. to – uh, to this area, and it was cool. We sat in like a little green room or whatever that had this beautiful painting of Marcus Allen, which, oh boy, you know it's business today. Business, you know it's business today. If you're in the all swag. blue suit, Jeez, those shoes, Louise. and in an eye, I don't know the design. That's custom. That's a custom tail. It's a custom. Ta- there's yeah, no, question. no question. The I fit think, is too good. He, that's back to back custom days. Oh yeah, there were well, luminaries, luminaries are around. There would definitely be like you open that jacket up. There's going to be something that makes sense on the inside. I promise you. Yeah. That's not a plain. There's something in the inside that makes sense. I oh, promise you. There's no doubt. Yeah, that's yeah, a no fan, doubt. And a fantastic no shoe game out of him, as is typically customary for him. As always. As you were saying. I don't even remember. I was. The just, hall's great. Oh, it's so, hard not to be. Look at. Oh, look at him again. Hustling a plus around. on the word. A plus. 
incredible. See on the Stevie. Yep. But that's yep. okay. That's all right. Give that's how Gibby likes it. Gibby's love. Um, one of these years, we're going to hijack the Stevie experience, or we're just going to get somebody who entertains us and yeah. just as anti-Gibby. Yeah, like the woes. The woes says, says right now, he goes, Gibby would make you stay if it was BPA, book it. Totally <laughs> Totally true. gets 100%. it. 100%. You want to be an intern, woes? You're in. Go. Woes is in. Woes bomb. Just explain yeah. how long Meckling. that lasts. Oh, please. We're so formidable. So formidable. The, um, That's fine. I've, I've fired interns on their first day. You know what I can't wait for? At what age does Bootsy become intern ready? Oh, it feels like he's on the cusp. I don't know why he's not here right now. I feel like he's going to he's going to intern with Swag. No, I think he interns with us. And I think that we initially used to start him off in a tuxedo, and he's he could like bring waters around on a tray. He's our. He'd be unreal. He does the interviews. Bootsy the Butler. He does yeah interviews. He does the tough interviews. Like if they, after a tough game somebody fumbled. Hey man, what was up with that fumble? Just over here trying to look. Exactly. That guy. That guy right here. And he can bring the dog. What, but why is he? Okay, hold on. hold on. Why is he posing for a picture in a suit and tie? Greenbrier. Had to of be course. Of up. course. Look at the background. Of course, that's Greenbrier. Yep. And, and that was. And who is the stuffed dog? Uh, that's uh, Roger. Roger Sterling is the dog that he won. Roger Sterling. Yeah. Of course it is. Of course. Why yeah. wouldn't it be? That's Roger. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that kid. That. Yeah, him. he had a great moment. He had a great moment at dinner. I almost captured it. Look at this was, you know, like in the main thing where you got to have the big, big, the big production. Oh, sure, sure. Okay, so this was him at dinner. Nonplussed. He, look at his right hand, though. It was it it was in the top of his pant. You could see it moving oh, out. Oh, sure. Like I almost caught it. Oh like, it man, was an unbelievable candid. He's just so great. Just what did just he eat going, that night? I don't know. I mean, there's, you know, probably they some probably sort of loved him. They rec they saw in him probably many of the greats who have walked those hallowed halls at the Greenbrier. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty excited in, about it. Especially I think in the they're khakis in a blue blazer. Yeah, I mean, come if on. something goes south while these people are here, he goes in the bunker. The rest of the family, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Bootsy, bunker. All all three of them, they really shined. They shined in those moments. Yeah, because there were some that tried to buck tradition there, and like they weren't having it. No, like they, you, will they will have not it. have it. Like you tried showing up for a dinner there without the tie. There was a guy who did who had a coat, but not a tie. And they said, I'm sorry, we can't. We can't suit you. And he's like, what are you talking about? I mean, I'm in a coat. What are you kidding? Like, no, 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 that's the rules. Kindly leave. So. You can go to the how Jerry West not, Steakhouse, yeah. but you can't come here. How that's right. do you? Well, I feel like Zagura would test these waters. I'll tell you what I would have liked to have so, done. Like I, I, I would have known. I would have liked to have done an ascot and seen how that would have gone over. That, I feel I, like that would have been okay. Or a bolo. On standby just in a case. bolo. Test them out. A, bolo. a little bolo. The bolo would have tested. I think the ascot they bring I think right you're in. in. Right in. Yeah. yeah. Bring you right in. Gibbe, I have no problem wearing suits and ties. I, I, I know you don't, but you love to test authority. Well. well and I what am I do? Not, I do? I am not incorrect in this. I wouldn't say that you, you are incorrect. You have worn some things on previous flights that may or may not have had conversations. Let me ask you a question. When you were in Canton, did you see the the Joe Montana Mitchell and Ness collection they had there for sale? Did you have to go through the team shop? I did not because I wasn't. I was going to be I, pretty strong. I have a lot of that stuff I'm sure already, you so I yeah. didn't. But I don't. You not that you need it anymore. You've need got anymore. a full right. slate. Yeah. I get it. But they they actually have they have a really cool like throwback. My jersey wearing days are They're unfortunately the behind me. What are you going to do with a great all those? Era. I don't know. I don't know. I have a. It's a, quite a collection I've got. By the way, what I was going to say is the room where this where this event happened in the convention center is where they have a dinner 
for just inductees and only you can only come into the room obviously i'm sure there are servers but you are only allowed in the room if you are a member of the hall of fame you've been inducted in the hall of fame gold jackets only i love it i think that's awesome yeah it's such a cool club what do you make about dion saying it's it's so we talked about this you talked about it yesterday yeah okay somebody asked a question and i and you know Ozzy gave a great answer and said, you know, there's probably been, you know, however many, you know, thousands and thousands of people who play in the NFL and there's like 300 and something that are in the Hall of Fame. So it's still a a very small percentage. And he says, look, nobody would be in there without their teammates Mm -hmm. um, and gave some nice things. Cribs was like, I'm still trying to get in. I'm going to speak it into existence. And so that he was going to be in. And, you know, what I said is what Dion is really saying is there needs to be a special designation for if like the space jam scenario happened and we had to send our best 11 on offense, our best 11 on defense to defend like humanity. Mm -hmm. He's on that team. Like, of course he is. He's one of the starting corners. And I think he wants some recognition for, yes, we're all hall of famers, but I am the best until somebody ends up being better than me. That's what he wants. So do you know how this came about? How these numbers got kind of crazy the last few years? Because they had the double class and the centennial. Peter King wrote about it in Football Morning in America this week. So yeah. Rick, Go- Rick Gosselin, I believe is his name. He's a longtime writer in Dallas. He proposed, he's a longtime Hall of Fame writer. He proposed, look, we've got these guys from the first 40 years of this league that are not represented. Yeah. And we got to get some of these guys in. We need to get 15 of these guys in. They're posthumous, but we got to get them in, right? Yep. So what happened is of that centennial class, only three were those guys. So this was the Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cower, the Hall of Really Good. Quite frankly, the Hall of Really Good. Hall of Fame, I don't know. Sure. But Hall of Really Good. And so what happened is is that Veterans Committee started letting these guys in with this. This this his rule is not being used the way that he wanted it to be used, which was for, you know, a forgotten era of the NFL. Yep. Greats who paved the way who are not recognized because there's no one to advocate for them. Yep. Well, what's happening is, is they're get like, it's getting easier to get in because of it. Yep. You know that, and so I think even this year's class, you look at it and you go, eh, I don't know, I don't know that that's like like Bryant Young, very good, but Tony Baselli, never... Sam Mills, like they're all really good. And it when you talk about this out loud, you come across like, go to hell, those guys were great, but it's the Hall of Fame, and so that's. To me, like, I see his point. I think he's... Here's what I think. I think he's on it a little bit. You need to at least... You don't need to be one of those top 22. You don't even need to be on the greatest 53-man roster of all time to be yeah. a Hall of Famer because that would be so limiting. But you need to be in the discussion that at one point in your career, it is reasonable to think that you would have been. Okay? So, for example, Patrick Willis... Yes. ...would be in that discussion. Would we send him out there as our Mike linebacker, or is he our second-string Mike linebacker or third-string on the ultimate 53? You can absolutely make the case that Patrick Willis, for a while, was the best middle linebacker on the planet Earth. So let's just extrapolate that a second. So I like where your head's at. For a um, whatever we want to say the minimum number is, is it five to six years? For a five to six-year period, you have to be the best at your position or in a conversation of being the best at your position for at least a five- to six-year period to be considered. And I think if you do that, then then you got it. Right. You but can even say three years because I think that's how you're going to get. Like, Troll Davis's run was not five or six, was it? Well, that's the Super Bowl bump, though, right? Like, if you win a Super Bowl, then you get the bump. But like he, Kurt Warner. Fine. What I'm I would in say there, is – I'm in there Sunday with the boys, and I'm going around. I'm going, really? Like, he was, he was benched with the Rams for Bulger. 
Now, yeah. in retrospect, make it a bad decision. Sure. The, then he goes to the Giants and was bad. Was bad. bad. And then they drafted Eli, Eli. right? So yeah. then he's sent again, and then he has a resurrection with Arizona where he's good. And they sure. go all the way. You know, they did he quarterback him all the way to the Super Bowl game? Yes. yes. Yeah. They lost. And then they brought in Carson Palmer, and he's a great dude. Great, great dude. dude. He won the MVP. He won a Super Bowl. It's big, heady stuff. But I don't. But I he's don't never in the ultimate game. And he's never even in the no, conversation. He's not in the conversation. Now he was an MVP and the greatest show on turf and right. all of that. But right. He still was. Sipe won an MVP too, though. Like you can't course. just be that. I agree. Boomer Sison won an MVP. I agree with you. Like you can have a one-off. You know. Here's my point: is in this year's class, Sam Mills is never going to be in that game. Brian no. Young's never going to be in that game. Baselli's never even going to be no. in that game because you got Munoz and you got the Hoff. You know, when you could go in Willie Rofe, Orlando Jim Pace, Otto, those those guys from forever for who sure made ten All Pros. Yeah. So. That, to me, should be more the criteria. Like, at a point in time, Calvin Johnson fits that bill. Would Calvin Johnson be could be in the game as a starting wide receiver? Absolutely. Yeah. But that, to me, needs to be more the criteria. And that's why, like, next year, the only two people that really I feel like, you know, should get in. Actually, I'll tell you who should get, who should get in. Like, if you were doing the ultimate five, given people's eligibilities next year, Revis, Hoff. Mm -hmm. Both of those guys can make that case that you'd want to make. Devin Hester needs to be in the Hall of Fame because he's the greatest trainer has ever lived. Yeah. And he's the right. greatest at something, and he would be in that game. He like would he'd be, be, he'd return punts or kicks. In that game in against that game. the crazy aliens. So you've got those three. I still think Patrick Willis deserves to be in, so that's four. And then maybe that's all you, you have. Or Zach, and Zach Thomas, Zach Thomas is, right is on the there. Mix. Andre Johnson is also right there. Andre Johnson, yeah. for a while, would have been considered the receiver that you'd put in that game. Now, Torrey Holt's got tremendous statistical accumulation, but you're never saying – Okay, in the top 10 receivers of all time, like is Torrey Hold in that conversation? And you don't have to be there permanently. That's an ever-evolving list. But at some point, it needs to be that you would be in that type of thought of. I agree. And that's where it needs to be. And not like really good. Listen, I was a 49ers fan. Brian Young was good. But if you said to me, okay, who is the most dominant Niners lineman of you know your life that I could think would come to my defensive lineman? He wouldn't. The first person I would think of was Charles Haley. And he split his career with the Niners and the Cowboys, Cowboys yeah. and all, you know, won the six Super Bowls, didn't he? That's the record for that. But Brian Young was really good. Don't he was. Yeah. Really I just good. think you have I, – I think I think that this – what happened with, with Gosselin and then these, you know, this this some of these veteran guys who get in, it does kind of make it seem like – and, like, who are you to have joy away from anybody? But I do understand what Dion's saying here. I get it. Like, it used to be like, you know, there was a feeling of it being very, very difficult. So, Bryant Young was a first-team All-Pro once. Same. He was yep, a yep, second-team so. All-Pro three times. He only made four Pro Bowls. Right. And we got Patrick Willis, who was first-team five, five out of what, I mean, six out of seven seasons or five out of seven seasons and was a Pro Bowler every single year he was in the league, Patrick Willis. That just doesn't feel like the Hall of Fame to me. It's not. So, here's what I think Dion is saying, and here's what I would advocate for. You've got your Hall of Busts. But it's just like Top Gun. This is the elite, the best of the best. That's getting to Top Gun. But there's only so many names that are on the plaques for being truly yeah. the best of the best. And so I think what he's saying is let's have everybody's in the Hall of Fame. You were truly great, right, mm -hmm. or really good in some of these cases. Yeah. But then there's like the top wing that is here is the best ever, and you can do two or three at each position. It can be voted on, and it can change every year. But they have their own wing. Here are the best football players ever at their respective positions. And so you'd have 
You know, and it'd be some fun debates, right? You'd have Peyton Manning. You'd have Joe Montana at the quarterback position. Well, who Otto else would be Brady in there? And Otto, well, Brady not there yet. Or, when you he know, gets there, Elway. Yeah, Otto would be in there. Yeah, like what? what is that? Yeah, but I that, think you're onto something there because – here are the truly the greatest to ever do it, period. Yeah. The end. Yeah, because when you're walking in that hall of bus, and it's awesome, and it's humbling to walk in there. Super cool. I walk in there, and I'm like, well, for example, like there was an official who went in this year, and I'm sure he was great, but he's like in the middle of the of the group, and I'm looking at the five-person group, and I'm going, I'm not sure any of these guys are that. Like, I'm not sure any of these guys are in the same place as Random Oss. You know, like, and he's a couple of years previous. Like, but that's why they that's need. They so need there to needs have to be a, a difference. That one upper wing, yeah. where you go up and you go, okay, this is, mm-hmm. and it, I, that'd be a cool thing. Vote on it every year. Unveil the ultimate team. Yeah, and then they are those busts are in a special level every single year. Yeah, that would be cool to like just see all of those like set out like almost like a roster, like the the first yeah. team Hall of Fame offense and the first team Hall of Fame defense, like those busts set up on a wall like positionally yeah that would be cool i think you're on to something yeah i like it criticize like it. that gibbe i dare you <laughs> by the way nana's hurt she should be why hold on a second hold please <clears throat> nana has said she has spoken she said bad gibbe criticizing you all the time and especially for my dress code and in fact the thing that i got in trouble for we were sp- flying to florida it was supposed to be casual yeah, the spin. it was casual closed-toed shoe nice pant and they wanted you to wear a coat if you were wearing a if if, if you wanted to college sport or coat. jacket yeah okay so i wore a sport coat yep over like a and this is this goes back a few years but these were things that were like designer t-shirts i had yeah, like yeah. a designer jimmy hendrix t-shirt under a sport coat nice pants closed-toed shoes the whole deal my suit hanging in a hanging bag i asked if it was okay i was told yes because i brought the suit in case they said no and then i still got grief for it and he's bringing it up years later years later you got grief because of because it had the image of Hendrix on it, or was it? It was. I guess the shirt wasn't formal enough. But I literally asked as I walked by. I said, "I have another shirt right here that I will gladly gladly put, on, to put it on." But it's I fine. just want to be all on the same page, there, buddy. And they said, "No, you're you look you're great. great. You look great." And I had a blazer on and everything. Yeah. It was like kind of money. And then post haste, they came at you. Sad. Yes. Yeah. Sad. And then ah, young Scarlet still in twenty. Enoch, look at Enoch. Jeez! Wow! Oh gosh, he really Whoa! Is. He's he's running around so much right now. This is a this is a mid afternoon saunter for him. Yeah. The back of the shirt has even come untucked. It's which is shocking because he's it, he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on. Enoch does. Need to be a little better here. Yep. Yep. He's already, he's probably listening to the stream, wanting to know what we're saying about him right now. He's, no, he's thrilled. He knows you know what he's thinking. He's thinking phone. like, those guys love me. True. We do. We do. Uh, Gibby wants to know, what do you expect from the final day of camp practice? I, I, it feels like it's going to be a fairly light day. I think that they're looking at this as kind of, you know, almost a, a walkthrough. I'll be curious to see if they're in pads or not. Uh, I think it'll be kind of a lighter day. You get a day off, and then yeah. you get your focused on. I think this is going to be in some ways almost a preparation Wave day Nathan. for. Oh, hi. Yes, hello. How are you? Good. All right. Yeah, are you sure. too? Yeah, sure. Come on in. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Good. Great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, we are such good representatives of this organization, you guys. <laughs> the people love us coming through here. They're so excited to see no us doubt. every time. That was like a walk back to come get photos. Walk through, walk back. Photo. photo. Oh, you took photo? Sorted I'd out. like to take a photo. We can. That's allowed? Sure. We're allowed to take photos? Yep. Sure. Sure. Would you like me to sign it? Yep. Done. Happy to. What do you need? Handling business. That's right. Light practice. And then, we'll, then day off. Fan obsessed, brother. 
That's and then ramp do. it up uh, on Thursday. That's what I think. With the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. I think today will almost be kind of a uh, – but I'm not sure about that. I don't know. Are they, do you know if they're in pads today, Gibbe? Does what is shells. So that, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Shells today in preparation for Thursday. Yeah, that's what I think it's going to be about. When did the NFL go from when did was that two CBAs ago where they said, "Look, we we can do shells a lot more than we're doing them." That was a it's been a while. Yeah, it's it's been pretty a while. much been. It really feels like it's been since I've been around. This is my tenth training camp, but I still think that's yeah. I think that's kind of been the the common yeah. yeah that we we don't need all that stuff and uh, and away we go. All right, so we got to say goodbye to you. No. You have obligations. And Look at Gibby. Just staring down the bed. With me, the man. Whatever. 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 Whatever, man. Whatever. So last time I tried to say, and I'm like, I'd like to finish the show. No, go. Get out. What are you guys, kind of leave. Leave. You guys doing there? Eh, kindly out. leave. Just hang out. Talk on a microphone. That's right. That's right. You know. Look, we're, we're at a point, honest to goodness, like this is where we're at. This is this is where all of this is. Get the Eagles in here. Yes. Get the Eagles in here. Let's see how this team responds to playing somebody else in a, in terms of a lot of ones and ones. What's that look like? That's interesting. It, this is now a full transition into a Jacoby Brissett led team. That's right. For the next three weeks. So yep. th- that's and f- for the foreseeable future. That's the way that's going to look like. Keep everybody healthy. Yeah. Take care of your people. Coach says this all the time. Take care of each other out there. Take care of each other. Right? Have each other's back a little bit. So that's that's where we're at with this thing. The, I think we, we addressed like the center situation about how that's going to play out. We have so much depth there that it's going to be okay. I'm curious to see what they do at return here as, as that's this gonna goes be, along. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think they need another receiver. I do. I mean, might be in a minority, but I think they need another receiver in here because I think we're uh, dangerously thin at that from a proven standpoint. We are. And I think that one of the reasons you say that is because – We've watched Amari Cooper. He's been phenomenal. Donovan's been good. Behind that, it is largely unknown. And you yeah. could an injury to Amari feels Ooh. crippling. And so I think you want somebody else out there that can that can cut the mustard. Somebody that's done it at a high level here in this building. I was trying to think. I I, I don't. It's funny. Like my context with NFL players, a lot of times is. Have I, do they play on a team that I follow or like, or have I ever had them in fantasy? So I've never had Amari Cooper in fantasy, and I I don't really follow those teams. I was just curious, like, how many times in, has he ever been – has he had injured seasons? Not he, many. So 2017 – It was um, like eight games or something. And then 2018, it looks like it was a little um, – let me see games. Here we go. He has led so, the Cowboys or tied for the lead in touchdowns every year that he was a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, the whole time seasons. he's in Dallas, he plays it. Um, he played, yeah, no, really, all the way through. I mean, he played 12 games in 17. Um, yeah, no, he's played. He's, yeah. He shows up and plays. Yeah. That's the deal. So you're good there. Feel good about that. I do feel good. But about I do it. think you need to add a little depth to it. Same. Um, all right, brother. Good all seeing right. you. Likewise. The great name. Leniana. Yep. Uh, still to come, you'll hear from Stump Mitchell. I'll talk a little bit about the run game and a glut and wealth of talent at that particular position. We will get to that. We'll go around the league as MJ well, Emerson. plus MJ Emerson yeah. on the program as you return.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. As we uh, embark on our final, well, we're embarking. It's happening. The final training camp practice uh, of this season is taking place right now here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus. Uh, the running back room, just an embarrassment of riches. The man in charge of it is the legendary Stump Mitchell. Let's have a listen. I thought he did some good things. Uh, we cannot turn the ball over, which is one thing we did. But he, he has some big plays for us. Uh, scouting department knew he could play. I think we got a good guy. Uh, especially the round in which we got him. Well, unfortunately, I don't think anything has been kind of fair for Dimitri because he is that tweener. He doesn't get a chance to spend enough time at receiver or enough time at running backs, and I think he's getting slighted. He could play both positions. Uh, so uh, we're glad to have a guy like that. Unfortunately for him, uh, like I said, injuries happen, and he's the first guy we moved to, to that position. Well, right now he's healthy. You know, he's, he's, he's hungry to play football. Uh, so uh, if, he, if he can stay healthy, he'll be, he'll be ready to perform the way he, he's performing, hopefully better. I don't think any of the running back coaches Kareem have had, including me, being number one, has gotten the most out of Kareem. Uh, he's a physical, talented guy, but we got to get him to play within. The, well, I have to get him to play within our system, and then <laughs> – you all have not seen the best of Kareem by no stretch of the imagination because of the type of player he is. I mean, he's an aggressive player. Uh, he needs to be just a little more patient, and, uh, and then he, uh, he can be the best in the league. No, hell no. We haven't seen the best of Nick Chubb either. No. Nick's got to be a little more patient. He's got to attack defenders. He's got to make the field longer. Uh, those are things that, that he's working on, and he's catching the ball uh, starting from the spring and running routes a heck of a lot better than he's did in the past. So we'll see more from him. Well, it's happy to, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Uh, no question about that. I, I missed being out there. This is what I was born to do other than play it. Uh, so I'm, I'm extremely happy. I think we got a great team. Uh, we didn't accomplish the things that we should have last year. Uh, it's a new team now. We got to move forward and we got to accomplish the things that we're capable of playing, of doing. Uh, it's no question we're very talented. Now we just have to make it happen. No, I think he's, he's playing to, to, uh, to be the best that he can be. He's practicing to be the best that he can be. Uh, you know, and, and I think our system, our system allows those guys to be the best in the league. Uh, we do a great job of, of uh, running the ball, but we also do a great job of our play action fakes and all of that stuff. Uh, I, I just think uh, what Kevin brings as a uh, as a head coach and an offensive coordinator and AVP, I think those guys do a hell of a job. And if, if you guys ever see uh, Coach Callahan with the offensive line, him and Scott Peters, I don't think uh, as a player or a coach I've ever seen anybody work as hard. And I've never seen uh, anyone gets as much out of his players that can or can't play. He makes the best better, and he makes those that are average uh, even better. They have to do their role. I mean, your role to keep everybody happy, not just the, the backs, but the wide receivers, the tight ends. If you're in there on third down, you got to get a first down. Uh, that's, that's what you got to do. Uh, because I don't think 60 plays, 64 plays are enough for us. I think uh, with the skill guys that we have, we, we need to be around 78 to 80 plays in order for everybody to be happy. So when the ball come in your way, 
you got to catch it. You got to make the first downs. When you're running it, you got to uh, follow your blockers. You got to, when we need you to be tough and beat one or two guys, you got to do it. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's exciting because both of those guys, or I, sh I, sh I should say all of those guys, whether it's uh, Dearness and, and Nick or Jerome and Nick or Kareem and Nick, and whatever combination, uh, I think all those guys can get the job done. We love tough decisions at every position. Trust me. We, we love tough decisions at every position because that makes us a better football team. You know, uh, so everything will work out the way it's supposed to. I mean, all these guys believe in God and they believe in themselves and uh, take it from there. I like him to be one place or the other, you know, uh, but that's not the way it is. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy because he's that guy. We don't worry. If somebody goes down in the running back room, we got Demetrius. If somebody goes down in the uh, wide receiver room, we have Demetrius. So uh, that was a, a great pick for us as a player. Now, for him, of course, it gets frustrating a little bit because he would like to challenge uh, either in the running back or the wide receiver room. Right now, uh, guys get injured, and, and we can't afford afford him that opportunity, but we're so glad to have him because we know we can uh, put him in the game plan. He also returned kickoffs, returned punts. He do it all for us. It's just an embarrassment of riches in the room with the two guys at the top and then Dearnest and Jerome Ford behind him and then Felton's ability to now swing over and help the receivers a little bit. There's just a ton of depth. And honestly, the way we're going to play early, you're going to need all of it. I mean, I've referenced it several times, that Broncos game with Keenum. That was Dearness with 22 carries and 146. So you're going to need uh, you're going to need to rely heavily on that run game and to ground and pound. And this room's ready for it. If you can stay healthy, there's no reason that you can't ride this group for a long time. Well, I mean, the question becomes who who's playing? <laughs> that, well, that's, that's it. I, I, it's a 17-game season. Correct. You know, so there's going to be time when, you know, like Nick, Nick's probably not going to play 17 games, right? So, like, someone's going to be dinged here or there. Kareem's been dinged the last couple of years. Like, you know, you're going to need them all at some point. Jerome Ford, though, being as good as he is, is, I mean, it's a real shot in the arm to that room. Not that it needed it, but it's, no. it adds to it. Uh, you you have five backs right now. Yeah. Because everybody forgets about John Kelly, who, by the way, looked pretty good on Friday night. Uh, he, he's become a, a nice little serviceable back as well. And you still don't know what exactly is going to happen with Demetric Felton. Don't you think at this point he's got to go receiver room? I, I would think. But, you know, I, I know one of the things Stump said yesterday when he talked to the media. He was like, it, it has not been fair, but he's, a, he's kind of a tweener. Yeah. You know, is he a running back? Is he a wide receiver? Trying to find his way here. And, you know, I would think at this point, with the wide receiver room being what it is, you probably need him on that wide receiver side. Well, I, if you feel like he'll be in the return mix as well, right? He's got to so be. He's got to be because Grant's done. So you, he's got to be in the return mix there. Um, and with with Jacoby, you're, you're going to be talking, you know, you might be talking 30, 30 carries a game for the backs, maybe more. By the time all is said and done, you'll probably be more deliberate with what you're doing offensively. Um, and then the other thing that's going to happen is, is whenever, if slash when there's a transition to Watson, whether that's however far into the season that comes, well, then this offense switches to something else. But I'm telling you what, man, this is a lot for Stefanski. Just from a schematic standpoint, you know, he's it's all his offense, but it's two very different ways to do it, depending on who the quarterback is. And if there is if there is something where Watson's eligible to return somewhere down the road, ten games, twelve games in, something like that, how do you flip what you've been doing into that 
also predicated on him being great right away, even though he hadn't really played football in a couple of years by the time he plays. It's a lot to juggle. There's a lot on the plate right now for Coach Stefanski. Yeah. Not that he's going to complain, but it, it it's the one position that has an embarrassment of riches. It is, and that's why I wondered because you know how I feel about the receiver room and I like the guys in there. I just think you need another guy. You know, I think Schwartz's inconsistencies are real. And that's and we he's great. He was in here in the spring. You love him, but you know, at some point the easy ones have to be easy. And you need somebody else you can really count on there. Amari's been played a lot in his career. You need a full season out of him. Donovan looks great. You need Bell to step it up. But I, I, to me, there needs to be another guy in that mix somewhere, a pro. And whether that's when I look at the running back room, I go, well, is there an opportunity there maybe for a trade? Because you have, an, you know, it's kind of too much for that room. Yeah. I mean, that's especially if it can help you at other positions. That, Absolutely. That you need. Absolutely. All right. One position that we have no need and very similar to running back is certainly that of cornerback. Uh, Nathan goes one-on-one with MJ Emerson coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The land on demand is now free in the palm of your hands during the entire month of August. ESPN Cleveland, the Bath Authority, giving fans free access to the land on demand for all the news you don't want to see. Don't want to miss, rather, and see us live in the new studios. Replay all your favorite shows commercial-free and on demand. Get all access to Tony Grossi's Browns analysis and more. Visit LandOnDemand.com or download the app today. The Land on Demand, remodeled by the Bath Authority. Now here's Nathan with MJ Emerson. Very happy now to be joined by a man who had a standout debut down in Jacksonville. Browns cornerback MJ Emerson. And MJ, did you have a premonition going into this one? You know, hey, I'm going to come out of here with a big splash play. Well, not really. I just came in, you know, just want to do my job, you know, and just that's how we win, do our job. So I just try to do my job every play and try to win every play. So let's go back to college, okay? In college, they target you on 13% of your snaps in coverage. The Jags threw the ball your way probably as much. That was probably like five games worth of passes in your direction. Was that kind of like, oh, my God, I got to be ready. The ball's coming a lot. Yeah, I'm very excited about that, you know, being, being in this league now, I know. I'm a rookie, so they're going to target me, you know, until I get myself established. So that's fun. I get to have fun, you know, and actually just play my game. And a lot was made. You had one interception in college. Well, one game here in the NFL in preseason, you got that interception. What was going through your mind on that play? Walk me through that play from the time, from the alignment, to the ball being in the air, and then the ball being in your hands. Okay. Um, coming up to the line, it was second, second and five, I want to say. Second and short, um, probably 30 seconds left on the clock. I know you probably just want to, you know, get some yardage not not probably not take a deep shot so um really just winning my leverage honestly uh kick stepping get playing on top of the route and um just doing my job honestly just staying on top of the route well, I, I watched the quarterback throw the ball so i was i was planning on breaking it up but how i was i was on top of it so i was able to slip when i seen the ball thrown so i was able to get my hands on and make a play so you grabbed it and then you took off, and then you saw a guy from the great state of Mississippi, the running back from Ole Miss, said, yeah, Mississippi State, here's there, a little, a little stiff arm to him, and then you were gone. Yep, hell State. <laughs> yeah, I gave him a little stiff arm, and, yeah, I wasn't getting caught at that point. Did that help being? I know you were a receiver in high school, and, and you looked great, very natural in the open field. Was that some channeling back, you know, playing as a kid? Yeah, yeah, it felt great because, like, coming up in uh, Pop Warner, like, my signature move was a stiff arm. So, like, in my home state, everybody know me as a stiff arm guy, so. Yeah, it felt good doing that, getting the ball and being able to do that move again. Did Snoop Conner come up to you after the game? Nah. Nah, he stayed far away from me. Exactly, exactly. When's the last time you scored a touchdown? 
high school, man. It's been some years. I want to say probably like five years. So when you were going and you're like, all right, you're in the clear. You knew you were going to get – you veered away from the one guy that was in pursuit. Were you, like, thinking, like, am I going to celebrate? Am I going to – did you even know what to do once you got there? It's been a long time. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure I scored first, you know, and then I haven't scored in so long. So, you know, in college you can't celebrate. High school you can't celebrate, so – I gotta, I gotta find a celebration if I score the ball more. So, yeah. listen, I think we'll all be happy for scoring the ball more for the Cleveland Browns. I want to go back. You do have one celebration when I watched your college tape with your uh, DB coach Jeff Howard that I know the like seatbelt like strap them in. Okay, where did that come from? That's more of a PBU celebration, but seatbelt is just like you know, um, when you get in the car you gotta strap in. So, I'm strapped. He locked in. You know, yeah, that's where it come from. First of all, I love that. I think that's a great little celebration. I think we'll hopefully we'll get to see more of that this year. What was it like, though, after you scored? This is the thing to me that I think stands out and makes it so cool. You're in a very competitive room. You've got a lot of talented people in there, a lot of people who want to be playing football, right? And you're all very good. There are only just so many snaps to go around. And yet when you scored, you can tell how much, how tight this room is, how much you guys like each other and support each other. When Herb got his pick later on, you guys are all going bonkers. What's it like? Why, are you surprised by that camaraderie, that brotherhood in there? Like, how does that come? Um, not really. I'm not surprised. I feel like, you know, that's, that's chemistry and that's how a team should be. You know, so um, if whoever makes the play, you know, we should be happy for your brother. That's kind of how we live by. And, and Coach Woods, he always say, when you make a play, go celebrate with your team. You know, that's, that's the beauty of making a play. So when you make the play, then celebrate. Did you get an alpha dog for this? Yes, sir. That's right. Was that your first one? Yeah, that was my first one. How'd that feel? Good. But I feel like I should have plenty more, but it's all right. That's okay. You got one now, and now you can build on it. How is it presented? Is it like in the meeting? Like he stands up there, he's like Alpha Dog this week. They show your highlight, and then everybody goes nuts for you. Exactly. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's pretty cool. The DB starting to collect a few of those. Yeah, and now he has like a gold football. So the group, well, the pl the Alpha Dog gets the gold. Well, a turnover. You get a turnover. You get a uh, gold football. So okay. we're trying to keep the gold football in our room. I like that. So what did Coach Howard? Obviously, there are things I'm sure that well, we're going to focus on the good, right? But there are things that you probably want to clean up after that first game. What was kind of that discussion with Coach Lynch, Coach Howard on, you know, okay, we did some great things. Obviously, we have the huge highlight splash play, but here's where I want to continue to hone my craft and get better. Just all around, man. Everything, you know, everything we do. I feel like, you know, I, I don't have it all figured out. Obviously not. But just, getting a, just being a better player all around. And um, the first play, really. First play, they came and hit me with a double move. You know, if I would have kept my buffer, I could have made a, a play there. Um, you were on him, though. Were you surprised the ball came? Because you were on top of him. I was on him, but got to make that play. Then it was a play. It was like third and long. And I was waiting. I was on top. I had a buffer. I was waiting to convert. But he just threw the ball up. I could have actually picked that ball, too. So just, you know, missed opportunities and, and just, you know, making, making the best of every opportunity. I'm just dwelling on that. I'm like, I could have had two turnovers instead of one. I like that. Always room for improvement. Being out here with the fans, and actually I can tell you a little personal story here. So one of my good friends had his kids out here one of the early days of camp, and you came over and were very nice to him. And so when you got the pick, he's like, I know that guy. You know, he's so nice. He was so cool to me. What's it been like to interact with these fans here in Cleveland? And I'm sure you saw, obviously, on social media after your pick. I mean, they love ball, and they love players who go out there and make plays like you did. Yes, sir. It's great, man, because, you know, without the fans, there's no Cleveland Browns. So, you know, we play for the fans. We play for, you know, each other. And, uh, you know, it's fun just, you know, you got a big support system. And the fans like Cleveland Brown fans, you know, they real supporters and they, you know, they love us. So uh, we love them too. No doubt. Coming up this week, 
joint practices. It'll be the first time we do joint practice. The Eagles coming to town. They've got some darn good receivers there. They got, you know, A.J. Brown. They went out in the draft last year. Got the young man from Alabama, Devontae Smith. You're looking forward to kind of getting some work in a practice setting, but against another team and some other guys. Yes, sir. Because we actually get to compete, you know, with you know, we we compete here, but it's more of you know it's a family. It's family, so we take care of each other. So now we get to go dog some guys, you know, and just let it loose. So that's gonna be fun. Yeah, the clip I saw actually on tape of you doing the strap and was on Jamison Williams, Devontae Smith's teammate. Do you remember going against him uh, down there in the SEC? Did you guys go over head to head? Yeah, me and uh, Smitty, we actually went head to head my freshman year and my sophomore year. So. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to getting out there against him again. Yeah, I know a little bit about him, so yeah, I'm excited to play against him. Great player. It'll be, I think it's a lot of fun, right? When you get to come out here, you guys have gone through train camp. It's kind of winding down now, and now it's about the games, and we're getting closer, right? We're less than a month away from the regular season. Kind of how's your mindset as you kind of transition out of training camp, the Eagles come to town, and then after that, it's really starting to get normal and, and getting ready for the season? Um, you know, it's my first season, so I don't really know too much about, about the schedule and how things are going to work out, but I just try to take it day by day, you know, get better. And just keep getting better, and just keep showing what I, you know, what I can bring and help the team out. What's either the best thing somebody said to you after that game, or like maybe a surprise person who reached out to you after that game to congratulate you? I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know, cause I try. Well, I don't really look at too much, com too many comments and stuff like right. that. But it was a lot of people, you know, congratulating me on my play, and I was just saying thank you. So, yeah. How happy is your family? Happy. Yeah. They always happy. Even if I play bad, they happy. So <laughs> I appreciate them. <laughs> Good news is you don't do that very often. Did you get to keep the ball? Do you have the ball? Uh, I threw the ball, but I tried to get it back, but they couldn't find it. So yeah, I don't have it. You'll just have to get another one. Yeah, another one. Exactly. Regular season. Yeah. MJ, always a pleasure. Congrats on that uh, big interception, the touchdown. And next time we'll have a celebration and we'll get you another one of those balls. Yes, sir. Thank you. I feel like Dr. Richard Kimball. You find that ball. He, I, I don't you know. Find you find that ball. Come on. It wasn't sold out. No, someone's finding that ball. You got to find that. Where's ball. the ball? Yeah, come on, come on. Do the guy, do the guy a favor. Let's get MJ his ball. Uh, to give you guys a, a kind of an idea of where we are going forward. So practice will finish up today. Off day tomorrow. Eagles here Thursday and Friday. Game Sunday. So just an idea of, of kind of where we are as this week progresses. I should remind you, training camp is underway. The Browns 50-50 raffle is now open. The Browns mobile app is where you can find it, browns5050.com. Purchase your tickets. The raffle ends on Sunday, August 21st. Don't miss your chance to win big while supporting the Stay in the Game Network and shoes and clothes for kids. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.